Welcome to Group Talk, a monthly podcast conversation from the Small Group Network, focusing on topics relevant to small groups ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you are a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax and listen to today's program. Hi, welcome to Group Talk. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Carolyn Takeda, your host, and the small groups pastor at Calvary Community Church in Westlake Village, California. If small group directors and pastors had a superpower, I think it would be encouragement, putting courage into people. You know, small group point leaders do a lot of different types of things that are needed in their specific churches. And these may include visioning, teaching, strategic planning, administering, recruiting, problem solving. But the one thing that we all need to do well, if we want to be successful and effective in our ministry, is to encourage people. Encouragement is the glue that keeps volunteer leaders serving and our ministry teams engaged. And encouragement is also what breathes life into our small group members and kindles their desire to keep building relationships with each other. So our topic this month, as you've probably guessed it, is encouragement. We're going to have a two-part conversation, and in part one, we're going to focus on how we can encourage our group leaders, our coaches, team, and others responsible for leading the ministry. And then in part two, we'll drill it down to group members and talk about how group members can encourage one another and how we can train them to do that better. And at the risk of sounding very cheesy, I hope that you'll be encouraged through these podcasts. Our guest this month is Kirsten Tesoro, and she is someone who brims with encouragement. As, and as you'll hear soon, Kirsten has taken on the role in her ministry as, quote, encourager-in-chief. And I can't wait to hear more about that. So thank you so much, Kirsten, for being on the program. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Well, Kirsten serves as the small groups director at one of the campuses at National Community Church in Washington, D.C., as well as the Alpha Hub Church director. Alpha is a ministry for those who have questions about faith, um, but in a small group setting. And she just completed her Master's of Divinity degree. Congratulations. Thank you so much. (laughs) And she is a blogger for the network and also does video blogs for us. Um, And so, Kirsten, we probably would all agree that encouragement is a key ingredient in small groups and in small groups ministry. But something we generally don't talk about a whole lot. Why do you think that is? Is it just that we take it for granted? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, And really, encouragement can't be boiled down to like a system or a formula. And I think that that's one of the reasons why it's so difficult because you have to be really intentional with encouragement. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. Encouragement is really a key ingredient in the small group world. Without it is like making cinnamon rolls without yeast. (laughs) It does not work at all. And so encouragement, you stated earlier, encouragement is like the glue and it really is. It's not necessarily something that you can see and know, yep, I've, I've put encouragement into that, but it's so crucial. And the benefit about encouragement is not only it's a spiritual gift, but it also is contagious. Mm. So you'll see, you know, if you look around in your circle of influence, I bet you could name at least one or two people right now. You could say, yeah, they're actually really good at encouragement because you can tell and it's contagious. Well, and some of those people and as you said that, I actually thought of two or three people. Um, some people are naturally gifted towards it. Like they just are encouragers. There's a guy on our staff. My goodness, you're just anywhere in his orbit and he can't help but shower you with affirmation and encouragement, but he stands out because that is his spiritual gift. What about people who aren't naturally gifted towards it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's 
still something that you can grow and you can develop in and you can learn. Um, I, I think it's a lot like leadership. You, you know, might not be able to be this all-star leader right out of the gate, <laughs> but it's something you grow and you develop and you learn and you, you learn to have an eye for it. Okay. What encourages that person? What do mm. they really care about? How can I get to know them a little bit more so that I can affirm who they are, not just what they do? Oh, that's a really good distinction. I think we're going to be unpacking that um, a bit more when we get into the practicality of things. Well, let's start with scripture. That's a good spot to start with. Yes. Scripture has a lot to say about encouragement, especially in the context of those one another verses in the New Testament. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a couple of verses that come to mind um, that are just very easy to when I'm thinking about encouragement. The first one is, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Mm -hmm. Easy. Let's just encourage each other. Um, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Mm -hmm. And then Hebrews 3.13 says, encourage one another daily. Like that's our responsibility. Yeah, and I think if the Hebrews ten twenty four, that's like one of our landmark verses, right, for small groups ministry, then not giving a meeting together. I think when people are encouraging one another in any context, that makes you actually want to meet together. It does. Absolutely. Yeah, so they kind of end up feeding each other. All right, so you have um, wrote a blog article, and I just I thought it was so cool when you did it. You talked about being a CEO, and it was a little bit of a bait and switch because the title was "We're All CEOs," and then you open it up and um, and talk a little bit about that. What is why did you come up with that, and what are you trying to say? Yeah, so I wrote this saying that we're all CEOs because it boils down to we're all chief encouragement officers. Um, and the reason why I wrote that is because I think that we have a two-part responsibility. One, we are responsible to encourage ourselves, to strengthen ourselves in the Lord, and then also to encourage others. Um, and so it's this twofold, like you can't give what you don't have, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you're responsible for making sure that you're encouraging yourself, taking care of yourself. And and then you're encouraging everyone that you come in contact with daily around you. Yeah, let's talk about that first piece, the um, encouraging yourself and being encouraged by God. Um, how has that played out on your teams? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a, a pretty strong core value of taking care of ourselves here at National Community Church. And so that's kind of become ingrained in me as a leader that then I reflect to other leaders as well, other small group point people. And that is that looks different for everybody. It could be um, taking time off just because you need a vacation. It could be being daily in the word and making sure that that is your source and nothing else is your source. It could be genuinely listening to the compliments that people tell you mm -hmm. and being in to listen to that as opposed to, oh yeah, thanks so much for telling me that. And then it goes out the other ear, <laughs> right? Like that person just tried to encourage you and you didn't receive it. Um, so it looks different for everybody and how you encourage yourself, but knowing what fills your tank, knowing right. what encourages you, that also I think um, is a part of self-care. And I think that there's a connection between encouragement and self-care. I love um, hanging out in the Psalms because so many of the Psalms are about encouragement and actually do encourage. And it kind of in, in a dark 
Well, but twisted sort of way, some of the Psalms, um, the ones especially where, you know, David is just crying out because he's just not in a good place. Yeah. Um, those are actually, I find, really encouraging. Yes. yes. No, they really are. And sometimes when you're reading the Psalms, um, because that is what is encouraging you, like sometimes there are seasons where you can't get out of the Psalms and that's just what you're reading over and over and over. But what that's doing is it's filling your spiritual tank inside because then you're, you end up praying through and telling yourself those psalms, uh, which is just encouraging in and of itself when you're actually praying scripture. Do you ever find yourself telling when you're in a season of discouragement or whether it's just a day or whether it lasts months or sometimes for some of our people, it's probably years, maybe in a difficult situation, transition, difficult place in ministry or family crisis. Um, do you find in those seasons, it's harder to be an encouraging presence for your team and your leaders? Yes, I do. And that's where I think I would um, really just pay attention to my personal tank. Okay, if I'm not at a place where I'm going to be a chief encouragement officer, then who do I need to go to where I can receive encouragement from? Mm -hmm. So, you know, in one sense, you, you might have heard the phrase, um, if someone's going through a really hard time and they are doubting their faith. They are doubting that God can do fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. There's an expression that says, well, if you need faith, you can borrow mine. Mm -hmm. And I think the same is true with encouragement. Go to someone who you know will say, if you need some encouragement, like you can borrow mine. You can come to me for that encouragement until your tank is full. And then you can go and bless other people with encouragement. Yeah, I love that. I think it's so important that when we are in those seasons that we actually are honest about it and go to a trusted person to pray us through it, with it, um, and to borrow it at times. I, I like that, um, that they put courage into us when, you know, they believe when we can't certain things, um, and then kind of help us through the season. And we take turns almost, you know, in doing that. But the authenticity, I think us as point people to recognize and be aware of and be appropriate in where we may, um, share that with. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, um, okay. The, so let's talk some practical ways to encourage um, leaders, coaches, directors, etc. Yeah. So um, that's the, the most challenging thing about encouragement is that we can kind of think of it as like, I mean, we can just get lost in encouragement, but until we really break it down and boil it into practical steps and how to learn and how to grow and how mm -hmm. to be an encourager, um, then it really is, is pointless unless we can practice it. And so there are just a couple of things that, um, I do to encourage, um, some leaders on our team. And I had already talked about taking care of yourself as the first step to being able to right. encourage other small group point people, right? Cause you can't give what you don't have, but then there are some specific things, um, that you can encourage with your words, encourage with your time and encourage with your resources that I think are just absolutely crucial. So when I talk about encouraging other people with my words, um, really what I'm doing is I'm setting reminders on my phone if someone mm -hmm. has told me that there's a specific date that they need prayer for or that something is going on in their lives. So it might be an interview for a new job. It might be a birthday. It might be um, a funeral because they lost a loved one. I actually right. put that stuff in my phone so mm -hmm. that I – because I can't, I can't really rely on <laughs> 
remember every detail of everybody's lives, right? Um, and But I put that in my phone because then as soon as my alarm on my phone goes off or my reminder or whatever, then I just send them a quick message. And more often than not, by being obedient and putting that in my phone, it has come to them at the right time. And I'll text right. them and say, hey, I was thinking about you today or I was praying for you today and, and this verse came to mind or whatever. And, and, and I will get a response that will say, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, thank you for remembering. Yes, yes. Thank you for, for doing that. Because in our busy schedules and the hustle and right. bustle, we'll think about it. But then we won't actually send that text. Right, right. That's true. You know, it's interesting because earlier you said, you know, that part of why encouragement kind of gets overlooked or taken for granted is because it's really not a, a system. Um, but it actually has to be systemized. It isn't a system, but you almost have to be, as you said, really intentional about putting it in your phone because otherwise you won't remember. Um, or if people have you know, anniversaries or they have any of these special things. Um, Steve Gladen, you know, tells the story of how uh, Rick Warren encouraged him when he was sending his first daughter, first child off to college and on that flight back. Um, and that he has told that story and just how meaningful. Sometimes it's not the obvious ones like a birthday, which is great to have that reminder, but sometimes it's the more personal ones that you know. Um, when I, I tried to do this with people who've lost a parent on a Mother's Day or a Father's Day, I try to remember this is their first uh, Mother's Day, their first Christmas without um, their mother. And I'm at an age where this you know, is happening a lot um, with losing parents. Um, so I think whatever it is specific um, or you know, a medical thing or something around their kid, I, I think whatever communicates care. Absolutely. Absolutely. And care to the individual. Mm. That's encouragement. And that's why you can't formulize it. Because if you just lay out, I'm going to do this, 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 and this for every single person, not everybody's going to feel cared for. Right. It has to speak to them as an individual. And you're right. Steve Gladen talks about how like these small opportunities and paying attention to them and caring for people over time is what ends up building the trust. And it is some of the systemizing might be like our team has a birthday calendar of all of our small group leaders. Um, And so we send birthday cards to small group leaders and then to staff. But um, so it feels kind of like, I always think, you know, that can't be that meaningful because they get a card every year from signed by our team and, you know, it's fairly basic, Um, but it's surprising to me how many people um, will send us a thank you um, email or a text or something saying that that meant a lot to them. So for some people, they're probably like me, like, oh, okay, it's a form card. Other people, they're like, wow, they remembered and they did this and they got, you know, five people to sign it. Like that actually is more meaningful. So same thing with like Facebook birthday greetings. I don't find them super like it's nice, but it doesn't really fill my tank a ton. But for some people, um, and I, I make a point of going to Facebook in the morning to check which of our small group uh, leaders are on it. Um, and so that I can wish them a happy birthday. And surprisingly, some people, that is how they feel cared for. So I, I think we don't know, especially for people, Kirsten, that we don't know very well. Um, how do, you know, it's kind of, it's almost like trial and error. So we have something systemized that aren't, don't take a ton of time. And then that's the personal stuff is separate. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And, and here's the bottom line is like, 
the reality is you can't encourage everybody, True. but you can encourage someone. True. And so even if you just say, I'm going to encourage one person a day mm. by doing something extra, hmm. that's a form of encouragement. And that's a small discipline that then builds over time. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So you just, just kind of have that aware. Yeah. And just the second yeah. thing was to encourage people with your time. Yeah. The other thing is encouraging with time. And what I mean by that is like, it's really easy to have, you know, a, go for a coffee run by yourself. It's really <laughs> easy to eat lunch by yourself, but be intentional with your time. So what would it look like if you decided, well, for the next couple of weeks, I'm not going to eat lunch alone, or I'm not going to go on a coffee run alone, because the more that you can be present and you can listen mm -hmm. to people and you can listen to their stories or what's going on in their day or what they're thinking, et cetera, well, then the Lord's just given you exactly how you can be a part of encouraging their life. You know, you might go for coffee and all of a right. sudden they're like, and it's been a really hard day. My, you know, friend was in an accident and da 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 da. da. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, had you not gone on that coffee with them, you wouldn't have known likely because they might not have shared that. Mm -hmm. And now you, you could check in tomorrow and, and call them and, or say, you know, if you see them at the office, say, how's your family member doing or how's right. your friend doing or, you know, whatever. And you're literally going out of your way and being intentional with your time to be able to provide some sort of encouragement either in the moment or in the future. Yeah. That presence is so important and so valuable. Okay. But what if you're an introvert and you really don't want to have lunch with people or have coffee with people? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's something that I really, I, I am an introvert. I'm like a hundred percent introvert and I've had to get out of my comfort zone in doing that. And here's what I'd say. You know, if you're an introvert and you're going out for lunch and coffee every day, all the time, you're going to be so, so drained. Right, it's right. Not, <laughs> it's not going to help. I try to um, pace myself. <laughs> exactly. And that's really what it comes down to. Pace yourself. So you might say, well, I'm going to do one coffee and one lunch mm -hmm. with somebody a week. Right. If that works for you, that's great. That's That's a starting point. And it's not to say every day you have to do this, but find what works for you that you is, it's still going out of your way. It's still mm -hmm. being intentional that can bless somebody else. Yeah, that's good. It, it's interesting because sometimes the people that God brings to mind, um, and it may be a last minute thing. I, I recently did this thing where someone had to run an errand and I just sensed I should go. And so we ran errands. And um, it was a great time because this had to get done. <laughs> so we did it, but we gave us time together without taking time away from either of us. And I think we can get creative, right. uh, you know, with sometimes it's like, you know, I have to clean up my office. Come sit with me while I do, you know, while I sort my bookcases. I mean, there's, I think we can think of times if we're willing to share time with people. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing that, um, just going back one, um, just a couple of minutes ago when we talked about words, the other thing that I think is really important that also comes with time is that we have a core value at NCC that says we want to brag about people behind their back, hmm. but also want to affirm them to their face. So it's one thing to encourage someone when they're like, you know, talking about someone in a positive right. way encouraging when they're not there. It's a whole nother level when you can take that encouragement and you can share it with them face to face. Hmm. And I, that's just another, um, 
way of sharing your words and your time at the same time, because you're going out of your way to say, hey, I just want to let you know that I told so-and-so you did such a great job on this assignment. And I just, right. I was so impressed. And have you ever considered, you're so gifted in this. Right. And I had to let you know that. Well, and when you do that in front of other people, um, publicly, like you're in a meeting with them and you point out something that someone on your team did really well or share a story of something where they went above and beyond, like there's even more of a multiplier effect. Exactly. Like a domino effect. Yes. Yes. So I, I think that helps people feel. In fact, when we go, um, we still do group visits for uh, some of our groups, our newer groups, and then the groups in transition. And so when the air leader, which is our coach model, um, when they go to the groups, one of the things I, um, they're instructed to do, and they do this naturally anyway, is that they brag about the leader to the group in front of the leader. And a lot of times a leader does what we just referenced earlier, where they're like, oh, no, no, thank you, no you know, and they just kind of right. brush it off um, because we just kind of socialize, especially women. Um, they're very socialized to do that and of certain cultures for sure. And so uh, it's kind of like, no, no, you need to hear this, that this is how you're impacting. And then it kind of, as you said, it's contagious, right? Then the group members kind of start sharing it as well. And it, it ends up being a, just a really affirming time. And it just puts winds back in their sails to continue the ministry well. It does. It really does. And if we can be really good encouragement givers and really good encouragement receivers, hmm. that's how we can find that balance between being a blessing for other people and being blessed through other people. Um, can, do you have an example in your life, Kirsten, where you've um, received it well, where someone has encouraged you? Now I'm putting you on the yeah. spot. And I did tell you I was going to ask you that. No, no worries. Yeah. So, there was um, something that I had recently um, been working on as a project, and I had someone come up and say to me, you did such a great job with that. And then they proceeded to walk through literally every single thing that they noticed that I didn't know that they were wow. noticing. Thing and and said, I mean, you carried that out to a T, and that was so well done, and that blessed so many people. And I remember having the thought in my head, don't dismiss what they're saying. <laughs> right. Listen to it and receive it. Right. And I actually mentally had to tell myself to receive it because I'm the exact same way. If someone says, and I don't, you know, intentionally move on, it's just my thoughts tend to move on. I'm like, oh, thanks so much. And then I'm on to whatever's right. next. I actually wanted to receive it and let it soak into my mind and soak into my heart. Because I think that encouragement probably came from God yes. um, to remind you that he sees the details of what you've done and he used this person. So I think when we do take a pause and allow it to go into us more deeply, then I think that feels more of a, like a spiritual exercise. And I think we can receive it from the Lord better. Absolutely. And I think the process of receiving encouragement, the better you can receive, the better you'll be able to give. How interesting. Hmm. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> we'll see if that's true. I'm thinking, really, I'd like to think I'm good at giving it. I know I'm not great at receiving it. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, but you're right. It probably is tied together. There are, are levels of receiving that then, like, for example, if in that moment, as I was receiving and I was intentionally listening, 
to the person who said, I did a really great job on that project. The longer I let that marinate in my life, the more I would realize that came from God. He Mm. sees me. He knows me. Now I'm walking from a place of God sees me, God knows me, and that I that was pleasing to God. Then all of a sudden, you're looking at the people around you, and you're like, "Oh, interesting. I wonder if they know. Does so and so know that God sees them, and God God just knows what they just did, and they did a great job? I don't know. I'm going to go tell them. Like the mm. more you're able to marinate in the receiving, I think the better you're able to then go and give. That makes sense. All right, I be- I believe it now. <laughs> you can. <laughs> We're going to get better at receiving. I think leaders just aren't very good at receiving it. So that's a really good word. Um, all right. And the third type of encouragement is encouraging with your resources. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So this is, I just try to pay attention to really big things that are going on in our small group point people's lives. So if there is a wedding, if they just had a baby, if you know, whatever is their next new, I just try to do something um, above and beyond. It might be like taking them a meal or if they're in the hospital, it might be bringing a gift and picking out a gift that I think they would like, not just a gift card Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, above and beyond and looking for creative ways that I can use the resources that God has blessed me with so that I can then bless other small group point people. So we're talking not just uh, monetary uh, although I think sometimes that is appropriate, and we've done anonymous um, gifts to to people, and yep. just and they receive it from the Lord, and there's no need for thanks there. Um, right. Or it can also be um, uh, childcare. I remember a stage of life yep. where um, people, when people offered that, that was such a huge thing because um, we didn't have have relatives nearby, and so a date night out and offering to watch the kids for a small group leader or point. Um, point the person was really appreciated. And so I, again, there's another one where, I mean, ultimately it's about love, right? So it's about caring about what it is would be helpful to them, putting ourselves in their shoes. Exactly. Exactly. Like if, you know, someone um, breaks their leg or their foot and they're not able to be hundred percent mobile for weeks, like there's not a whole lot they're going to do with a mm-hmm. gift card. <laughs> but cooked meal, and if they have kids, yeah. they're going to be incredibly grateful that you took the time to make to buy it. You took the time to make it. You took the time to drive it over to their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just being creative with the resources that you might have, and childcare is a great one. Um, like it doesn't have to just be monetary, but whatever, really, whatever the Lord puts on your heart to be able to bless them with. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then we do have a lot of resources, probably more than we're uh, aware of. Um, so, so is there anything else in this section of um, encouraging leader types in the ministry that you want to mention before we move? Uh, we close this one out and move to part two. Yeah, I think I would just say that, you know, being aware um, that this doesn't just happen overnight and all of a sudden <laughs> encouragement officer and you did it. Like it doesn't work like that, but praying about it, mm. the Lord will highlight people. The Lord will highlight. If you just wake up in the morning and say, who is one person I can encourage today? Mm. I can guarantee the Lord will show you. Um, and so it's also just, you know, activating your prayer life in that area mm. a little bit more, not just, um, figuring out what you can do, but really God sees the big picture. So who needs encouragement today that you could be a conduit, you could be a resource 
um, and that you could bless them with just because you were attuned to the Holy Spirit and what God was saying in your life. That's a great final um, encouragement to us and a challenge at the same time, Kirsten. Thank you for that. Um, and so tomorrow when we wake up and met, I hope that that's one of our prayers is to ask God to highlight. And I love that imagery. You can actually almost picture a yellow highlighter over someone that God is um, inviting us to encourage that day. So thank you so much for your time, Kirsten. And, um, she is part of the small group huddle in Washington, DC and is a blogger and really active on our small group network Facebook page. So you can interact with Kirsten there. And we're going to continue this conversation in part two. So hang on and you will hear that piece come up soon. So thank you so much. And um, thank you for listening to Group Talk. Thank you so much. Wow. Carolyn and Kirsten, thank you for that great episode. Now remember, that's only part one. So be on the lookout in a few weeks for part two. Now before we go, let's talk about Accelerate. Accelerate the health and growth of your small group ministry by attending an upcoming strategic small group workshop. We are hearing more and more testimonies from small group point people who attended Accelerate and have seen small group ministry grow rapidly within just a few months. Ohio Accelerate is almost here on September 16th through the 18th, and Atlanta Accelerate is next month on October 21st through the 22nd. Get $100 off either one of these events now by registering as a member on smallgroupnetwork.com and finding the exclusive discount code located inside your SGN portal. Or make sure you lock in the super early bird price on one of the following 2020 events. Houston Accelerate is coming January. The Lobby Gathering Network event is coming in SoCal in February. Tulsa Accelerate is coming in March. Portland Accelerate is coming in June. And SoCal Accelerate is coming in July. Go to smallgroupnetwork.com slash events for more information or to register. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.